ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Artist of the day, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Came down to the Red Hot Chili Peppers and U2 today. One of the harder decisions we've ever had to make on this show. Chili Peppers took it. All right, uh, we don't want to keep our, our guests waiting, so let's get right to I the guest I wonder what the line. weather's like, Don. Well, we, we can ask him. That could be your one question for the interview. Okay. Uh, as we bring on the voice of the Orange, Matt Park. Uh, Matt, how much do you miss Paulie not being on the road with him? Not the slightest iota. <laughs> I don't really see Matt on the road until we like leave for the game. I'm kind of a hermit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Paulie, gets, you know, Paulie gets in at uh, 10 o'clock the night before the game in his Padre hat and fast food wrappers on the floor of the car, and then he crashes and does his thing, gets on his computer and watches Forensic Files. Now, be honest. Then, uh, uh, be, be honest. So do I, by the way. <laughs> I was going to say, be honest, Matt. Do things go smoother or uh, when, when he's there or not there? It's not a question. Well, no, I, well we, were just, we were just discussing that. Uh, Coach Saddle and I were out for a, a nice little walk, and I uh, cut mine uh, short to kind of come interview with you guys, and he's continuing and uh, doing the healthy thing, but uh, he just said, oh, Polly doesn't make this trip. And I said, well, you had to kind of choose because we have the Coach Beheim show tomorrow night. It's a 14-hour drive. And not that Polly couldn't do it, but that's a difficult ask. So uh, that's kind of how we made the call here. Uh, this, is a, this one's a little unusual because the long drive between the uh, – hotel and the campus so that's where probably would have come in clutch <laughs> on this trip but we are going to uh ride the team bus and take our chances with that all right so he does miss you a little bit paulie that's what i heard there yeah he the, misses i mean he's got to pay an uber now yeah right <laughs> uh all right so so let, let's talk about this matchup tonight um it, you know clemson up until two weeks ago was was looking like it was bound for the ncaa tournament and now you know, one and four in its last five games. Its net ranking has plummeted. They've got three losses in quad four. Uh, what What do you make of this this opponent that you're going to see tonight? It's hard to say. I think I'll get a better sense when we see them uh, on the hook uh, at the game. But uh, yeah, they, their results aren't that great. I was uh, spending some time this morning, kind of looking at their schedule and thinking, "All right, let me write down their big wins." And uh, you know, I don't know if they have a ton of those. They do have three that are quad one on paper. Uh, they do have the bad losses. They lost to Louisville. They lost to you know, Loyola. Chicago's not good this year. They lost to them. Um, they had decent wins early in the year. And, you know, I know you guys have spent a lot of time, as everybody has, on the net ranking and how that's computed. You know, if you go off and have a good November, December, you win some of your non-conference games, the way those are set up. There's this reputation that you, you know, you're good and you're, you're going to have a good season. Of course, Clemson, you know, legitimately got off to a, a long unbeaten start in the conference and was first place for a reason, fair and square. Um, but, you know, it, it catches up to everybody. That I don't care who you are. You're going to have a little bit of a rough patch in this league, and that's what they're kind of getting to now. And, and I'm sure they're thinking about a strong finish, but you look at their schedule uh, at NC State, at Virginia after this, they're not going to be favored in those games. So um, this is a big one for them tonight, too. They've lost only once at home, and, and they've got to be thinking that, that they have to take care of this game. As for Syracuse, you know, we know the situation that, you know, most likely they're going to have to win the ACC tournament if they want to go to the to the NCAA. So with, with that in mind, Matt, like what 
I know they want to win every game they play, but what are they looking to get out of these last four games? Is it strictly, you know, improve your seating as much as possible? You want to just keep improving and, you know, it's all part of the process? I mean, what is going to motivate them through these last four games as they get ready for ACC play? You know, I don't know that that is an internal team thing. I think we spend a lot of time yakking about that and it fills talk radio. The team goes out to win every game they play. Uh, I do think there's maybe a better question um, in a week or two if we know beyond a shadow of a doubt they have no, basically no chance of winning um, or getting to the NCAA tournament, then maybe that takes away their steam a little bit. But that's not really going to occur um, so long as, well, I take that back. They're going to have to, you know, to have any, any chance of that large. You're talking about winning right through to the finals of the ACC tournament at this point. That'd be a, a four-game winning streak uh, to close the regular season, and then uh, you know maybe as many as three uh, wins in Greensboro to get there. But I, I think that this is the game in front of them. It's the only game they have today. You know, I, I don't think there's additional motivation um, necessarily needed there. I, I do think that if it winds up that there's nothing to play for, then. Um, you know, you turn your attention there a little bit and, and concern yourself about that uh, a little, but that's not the case just yet. All right, how about this this particular matchup then tonight? How do you think Syracuse sizes up against uh, Clemson? And, and I guess what what are you expecting to see? Uh, who, who wins tonight and why? Well, I think, you know, Clemson's favored. Uh, Clemson's lost only once at home. I think they get up after you and, and uh, are physical defensively. I think if they win, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call them a, a spectacular shooting team or anything like that that uh, has maybe given Syracuse problems in, in the past or, you know, becomes better because, you know, the zone is chasing the ball around or whatever. I, I think P.J. Hall is hard to handle. Um, their next couple of guys are not as big. You know, Duke was able to take uh, Jesse Edwards out of the game by playing a couple seven-footers most of the time. And, uh, teams have double teamed him or or have knocked him off his spot. Well, with Clemson, you know, is it really going to be two people? I mean, if it is, the second one is six eight or six seven. So uh, it's a one on one matchup. But to me, that's really the intriguing one here. It's Jesse versus PJ Hall. I think uh, who gets the better of that wins the game. All right, we do have to ask you about this watch party that, that we've heard so much about, uh, and I know you're you're involved with this uh, next Friday, uh, the the 2003 national title game, um, six o'clock start, right? And and as far as we know, uh, all the starters are going to be back for this, from from what we understand. Yes, uh, yep, yeah, absolutely. That's the anticipation um, that everybody's back. You know what, what we hear from Mellow's people and what have you is that he's excited about it and interested in in being back and. You know, I suppose there's still always that outside shot that he uh, pursues playing uh, before this year is out. But, but no, looking forward to uh, the event big time because I, I think it'll be a really fun, hopefully if everything falls into place the way we're uh, planning on it to, to do, it'll, it'll be great. This auditorium on campus alone creates a, a really neat environment. Uh, we'll be able to kind of watch the game and play the game uh, in a way that people haven't seen before. It'll be a New Orleans-themed uh, type night with uh, food and drink and music and, and that kind of thing. And then once we get to tip off, uh, my hope is that we can engage the guys uh, in a way to, to really get their reflections on 20 years. It's so much fun to go back and 
watch that footage and see, you know, fresh face Carmelo Anthony. And, you know, we all think we're friends of Jerry McNamara now because he's, you know, accomplished so much and is so great and so approachable. Um, and there he is as a, you know, just a young guy as a freshman and, and, uh, having, one of the best first halves that's ever been had in a, in a championship game and, and that type of thing. So it's been a good excuse to reconnect with those guys. Looking forward to seeing them back. It's the uh, tip-off really to a big weekend that includes the game and then uh, the honoring of Hakeem Oric at the banquet uh, Sunday night. So uh, lots going on, but I uh, hope that uh, people really view this as a special opportunity on that uh, Friday night because that's what we're uh, creating in, in the production of it. You know, Matt, we've gotten a couple calls on this. Is there is it going to be like the Hardwood Dinner where prior to it that the reception that the players will be intermingling with the people there, or are they just going to be up on stage? No, that's my understanding uh, that, you know, the team, there'll be a, this building, the way it's set up, obviously, it's a, you know, it's an academic building, National Veterans uh, Resource Center. The first thing you see is the auditorium. But up the hall from that is what they call the the great hall, or, and it's just a, a big room where it's kind of an open canvas. Great views from there. We'll be able to create uh, the environment to make it feel like a New Orleans kind of vibe, and then uh, into the quote unquote uh, Superdome or, or recreating that to some extent. Uh, but yeah, the, the expectation is that the uh, players and the types of folks that you would want to see at that will be uh, right there in the cocktail hour, and um, that's all taken care of in the price of the ticket it'll be a open bar and and uh, pastor d'oeuvres and that kind of thing it sounds like a great event again tickets uh, 150 dollars. it is open to the public uh, get your your tickets today uh matt thank hey, you before so you go much. matt, yeah. matt I, i'm gonna ask you i'm gonna put you on the spot here is there any way we could uh, maybe send a couple orange nation people or do you want to uh yeah i think we can make that happen all right yeah, that, if you'd like to santa Polly coming through that is I, very I, much putting him on yes. the spot yeah yeah, let's do that. Let's uh, yeah. let's let's send a couple Orange Nation people to uh, check this out. Caller number five right now. Jordan's probably having oh, a panic you attack right now. Three one five four three seven seven six. I was gonna say you do know we have a guest as well. Well, uh, he Jerry McNamara. He, there, this is a chance. Well, Jerry played the game. Why don't yeah. you do like a Jerry? I was gonna say trivia. The, the only thing I don't like about trivia and stuff like this, or have a you know Jerry Nugget. You can, you can ask Jerry about the certainly about the game and the event. Is trivia can sometimes be exclusionary. It's not like you need to be an uber fan and know all the stats uh, to come to this. I think whether you're that type of fan or not, uh, you'll really enjoy this because it's uh, a, a memory for our whole community and, and a chance to relive it uh, through the eyes and voices of the participants. So yeah. that's what we're shooting for. Yeah, let's do the call. But however you want to do it, Paul, yes, we'll come up with a, we'll call, come up with a couple of things. Caller five. We'll do that. And uh, okay. we'll talk to Jerry. Jerry wants people. Five for event. Josh Pace. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, All right, Jerry. Matt. Have a good broadcast tonight. Jerry McNamara next on ESPN Radio.